0: plushcare.com slash weight loss welcome to the dope black woman podcast the podcast where we share stories of black excellence as part of our safe digital sisterhood i'm leanne levos
1: i'm rishan you can call me Shan. i'm Lives. this week on the podcast we're talking about female sexuality hey guys welcome back to another episode of the dope black women podcast um a lot has changed since the last episode one of our three members has moved hey to jamaica to jamaica (laughs) leanne what's it like give us an update um it's weird
0: right now i can't even give you guys like a proper update because i'm isolating so as soon as i got from the airport or i left the airport i went straight to my apartment um and i've been here ever since (laughs) and it's really interesting because i've used the first time we went into lockdown when i was in the uk i was isolating with my housemate kemi who as you guys know has been on the podcast before um but this time i'm isolating by myself and so day five feels like day 50 Mm. and um yeah i'm trying to stay productive and i'm still on uk time as well so i'm waking up at like 4 a.m in the morning and going to bed (laughs) at 7 30 (laughs) p.m oh no um so it's interesting it's not bad and it's nice to be warm i mean it was warm in the uk before i left as well it's excessively hot. I will say that. I was just saying to Leanne before we started that producer Leanne before we started that I have like four fans going at any one time.
1: <laughs> one just isn't cutting it.
0: No one is not cutting it.
1: Is there no aircon?
0: I have aircon in one of the rooms, but aircon is expensive. B electricity is expensive in Jamaica. <laughs> so oh, I. Shit. Think yeah like i can't have the ac running all the time so I, I put it on enough just to cool the room down and then the fans keep the cool air going that's kind of the system mm. i've been working with for the moment at the moment but i'm also moving in a couple of weeks to like my more permanent space so i think in a couple of weeks once i've finished isolating and once i'm in my permanent space and all my stuff is unpacked and i can leave my house and
2: it got an extra room for me
0: I do, I do. Actually, I have to send you Ooh. guys to the place I'm moving into. There's like yes. a second
2: bed. Sorry, sorry. Can we pause just so you guys all heard? Yeah, <laughs> extra room for me, for Shan, not Leanne or Olivia. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> there
0: will be more than enough space for everybody when you guys come collectively. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Who gets the bed or the
1: bedroom? That's really you guys. The, to the, the bed. bed. I mean, I'm sleeping in a bed. I don't know what you think this is like. (laughs) We're not 15, it's not camp anymore. We have to have all our own beds. Yeah. Guys, What is it like, um, like proper isolating? So obviously um, the UK is doing a bit of a madness when it comes to COVID, not taking it as seriously. The fact you've had to isolate as soon as you've left the airport for two weeks straight.
0: Yeah, so it's actually, they're really good about being diligent here. As soon as I got to the airport, they have like cameras kind of lining the hallways that do the heat sensor temperature checks. And then you get to a, you join a line and then you fill out a form to say, where have you been in the last couple of months or in the last few weeks? Have you had any interaction with anybody who has had COVID, etc. Then they do, and there's hand sanitizers everywhere. And then they give you a form and they say that you have to fill it out morning and night. You have to have a thermometer so that you can have checks. And then you have to to download an app before you leave the airport, which at any given point in time will signal to you that you need to do a check-in. And the check-in involves sending a video to say, hi, my name is Leanne Levos. I don't have any symptoms. This is where I'm located. Um, yeah. So they're actually super diligent about it. Even though there's freedom of movement and people are out in the streets doing their thing, like if you're in isolation, they do and you can get fined up to a million Jamaican dollars, I think, if you're phoned. Yeah, which is like ten thousand pounds. Or twelve thousand pounds, even probably more now. Sorry,
2: you have ten thousand pounds money. <laughs> <laughs> on, on.
1: Don't like, break the lockdown rules, then B. Dude, I'm not fine, boy. Anywhere. I'm not going but,
0: anywhere.
2: I have but on food. your Instagram, I saw that you um, used that delivery service where they brought food to you. Is that what happens for everyone, or is that just a service that you can use? So, like, if you're meant to be isolated and you want to get food, are you able to go and get it?
0: No. So, you're not supposed to leave the apartment, or you can leave the. the I can leave my apartment room, like the house, apartment itself, but okay. I can't leave the building. So there is a, there are a few uh, delivery companies actually, but the one that I use is Shoppable JA, and it is black female led owned. Um,
2: You're done uh, though. Right?
0: <laughs> and so yeah, it was really convenient. And the great thing about them is that you can literally order anything. It's not just groceries. So if I needed toiletries, if I need lunch delivered to me, like if I want to order takeaway from a restaurant mm-hmm. that does delivery, I can order from them. It's amazing. So if anybody's coming to Jamaica and is isolating and needs stuff delivered to them, use Shop a Budget. They're amazing. I can't say enough about how great.
2: Is it expensive? Because that sounds very like upper class.
0: No, actually, it really wasn't. And what was great, about it, so I I bought, <laughs> I bought quite a few groceries, like you know the basics of what I needed and toiletries, and I think it came up to. I'd say like a hundred pounds, but it's stuff that's like, I need. So I didn't have a tooth. I realized that when I got here, I didn't have a toothbrush. Cause I'd left my toothbrush in the UK and have soap. I didn't have to- any toiletries. I didn't have any food. I bought alcohol. Like, I- mm, alcohol. of
2: course you would. <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> I bought Hennessy and cranberry. On- <laughs> it was on There my- you go. So yeah, you
1: know, the necessities.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was that much more expensive than if I went to the groceries to buy the stuff myself. Let me put it that way.
2: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's good then. Yes,
0: yeah,
2: so that is good.
1: Food.
0: But beyond missing you guys, you know, I'm here. I'm
2: chilling. You I know, yeah. once you get settled in sooner than that. After come soon as the rules aren't coming quarantine for 14 days, I'll be there for more than 14 days. <laughs> You'll be like, yeah, we I've had enough now. Can you leave? <laughs> I'm
1: just so so my funny. flight. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've updated the audience with your journeys and the fact that you're in a new country, um, this week has been an interesting one in terms of like female sexuality and women and women on screen. Um, let's start with what everyone's talking about, which is the WAP video. The WAP video. Mm-hmm. Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. Well, Some really nice outfits, you know.
2: They do, yeah. I like the scene where it's got the it's got like a black um, corset and then it's got like these half lace fishnet tight things. Do you know I'm talking about? No. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the video is just
0: amazing, and actually, I would. But I love I
2: think,
0: it. I think I tweeted this on the Dope black woman Twitter page as well. But Megan Thee Stallion, for a female artist who has literally just come into the game, what within the past three years, if that. Hmm. She's done more collaborations with other women than most other female rappers that I know. Like, she has a collab with Nicki. She has a collab with Cardi. She has a collab with people, female artists. Beyonce. Beyonce. Beyonce, Janelle Monáe. like she's not
2: like, actually big artists. It's not like she's yes. got doing it at these dead people. She's doing it at big names. <laughs> mm. So I think
0: she's, like, defeating or disrupting the narrative that, like, Black female rappers can't do, can't be successful mm. all at the same time. You know. Cause aren't,
2: mm. um, don't nikki and cardi b is that the right pair yeah nikki and cardi b had beef that's a, even that's even more sick because you could have gone to nikki who's been in the game for longer or gone to cardi who's more relevant now and mm. then just kept to that one side and let your career bang but you actually was like you know what fuck it all power to black
1: women i'm going to have both of you
2: Mm-hmm. yeah
1: literally she's, as you said she's disrupting the narrative that there's only room for like one there's only room for that one woman because for a long time it mm-hmm. felt like Nikki was like the one and like no one could take her spot mm-hmm. and like that has definitely changed a lot in the last year so I'm here for it yeah definitely because
2: yeah. when I was in school that's all I knew of like as a female rapper the only person I would think of was Nikki Minaj. and even like when Lady Lee Chevrolet um blue, uh Blue the person that, that I still thought of was always, like, Nicki Minaj. It's only recently mm. when I started to see, like, the rise of Female rappers and them get, like, credit for it.
1: Do you know what I mean? 100%. Mm. That's definitely true. So why um, do you think people have been so... Like, obviously not everyone loves the video. And plenty of people don't. And plenty of people don't love the song either. And they say you know typical things that they do about any female artist which is that it's too derogatory and it's too nasty and it's not good for um young women to watch it's not good you know for role models um what do you guys think about those kind of opinions
0: um i think it's interesting like i am fully here for female empowerment and obviously female empowerment means that you are should have the agency to do whatever you want to do right which is Look whatever, look however you want to look, Um, say whatever you want to say. I think in this instance, the backlash is unwarranted because Mm. these women clearly have agency over themselves. They're clearly making their own decisions. They have ownership. They're embracing other women in the process. Um, I don't know that they're doing, any... and I don't know that they're trying to be role models, ro- role models either. You know what I mean? They have the agency as women to not have to be role models. Men don't have to do it, so I don't see why they should be held to a standard to say that they have this innate responsibility to to pay attention to twelve-year-olds. You know, like mm-hmm. no twelve-year-olds should be listening to their music anyway because it's. That's um, what I
2: was gonna uh, say. Like even like at my dad's house, yeah, he re- he religiously will have just like the music video channel on. But if my little sister's around and she's nine, that won't be on. Do you know what I mean? It'll be on and the screen will be darkened so you can't actually see um, what the content is. So I I definitely feel like when it comes to, um, like, celebrity, the people in the public eye, there's a lot of pressure for them to be role models. And I get it, especially in the age of social media where young kids are on their phones, they might be on YouTube and they're coming across this content. But there's also a, a big responsibility that lies on the parents as well. But going back to what you were saying before about, um, like, women embracing their sexuality, I always just feel like sometimes people just like to complain too much. Like, sometimes just chill out. Like, they're not doing anything to harm you. They don't actually contribute towards your bills. So why are you so pressed about it? It, Do you get what I mean? Like, if how they acted or performed in the video impacted your life directly, then I'd get it. But they don't. The video is sick. They're two women who have genuinely made themselves like, made a career for themselves organically. Like, when you look at Cardi's mm-hmm. story, how she started to where she is now, that is that is very inspiring to a lot of women. Do you get what I mean? And I just feel like people should focus on the positive rather than the negative. And I think when it comes to music, I think it's a hard one because I, myself, have been not a victim of doing it. What is the word I want to use? I think it, what I'm going to say is problematic, but I feel like that when people do this, but I'm the person that does this sometimes. But sometimes I see women who are hypersexualized, and I think Mm, you just to pull something else Do you know what I mean? But I don't mean it in like, I don't mean it in a way where it's like, they shouldn't wear that. They should. But sometimes I feel like we should try and show a different narrative so that young people don't feel pressured to dress mm-hmm. a certain way. But, there's, but then at the same time, I think it also lies on again to who you're interacting with or who's on your feed. So like on my feed, I might have someone like Miss Banks, let's say, yeah, who's in, I think like Miss Banks is quite in between with her sexual, um, how sexualized she is. Like, sometimes you see her in, like, a skater skirt, her boobs might be out and her legs might be out, but it's quite, like, um, like quirky sort of vibe. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, Brenya as an example, her, her breasts are normally out, bums out, bellies out, like, everything's normally out. But then I also have little, little Sims who I follow, who's normally in, like, a suit, and she's like, does the more masculine, feminine um, attire. Do you get what I mean? So when you have that balance of representation of women, it then makes you make your own decision of where you want to fit into it. So I think sometimes mm. it's just part of a wider discussion of what you're feeding into. And I think a lot of people's issue is that they focus on the fact that there's so many women that are only showing themselves in this hypersexualized way. And that's okay, but also let's not forget there's loads of women that are doing the complete opposite. 100%.
1: Mm. I and I feel like... Um even just when it comes to the lyrics itself, which was a huge, like, contentious point for a lot of people. Like, a lot of parents in particular were saying, you know, I don't think my daughter should be listening to this. This isn't a good um, thing for her to be listening to. Like, it's not. Listen, like, <laughs> hip hop music has been talking about pussy for, like, a good four years now. So, I mean, I don't know what you expected to come from this song that hasn't already been said a 100 times from men. That's the part that really irks me. It's like, why is it when a woman says it and she's talking about her own body exactly. that it's a huge issue when like guys you to explain are, like, to the people about... that are listening what the title means oh wow where there's pussy <laughs> you don't know all the time you don't every as it should be as it should but but literally like you, you most songs, most hip hop songs, all talk about sex at some point or another, whether it's dick or it's pussy, whether it's both. So like for a woman to do that about her own body, why has that been like all hell is loose? Like it's ridiculous, honestly. It's just like shows how we still have such a far, we still have such a long way to go in terms of sexism.
0: And there's no men in the video that are degrading either Cardi B or um, Megan The Stallion. It's not as if to say they're being subjugated under the gaze mm. of a man, or that you know there's some sort of interaction with a man that would make you feel as if they're being hypersexualized by the opposite sex, which I think is interesting. Um, I think we were talking about this earlier that Russell Brand has come out with a commentary on it, which is interesting because a lot of the people have commented on the fact that during while he's making this commentary about Cardi B and Megan, he's also wearing like a low cut shirt and his chest is exposed and he's mm. very like sexual himself but um, basically he's saying that the the reason that's problematic is because they've chosen to demonstrate their sexuality in a way that is consistent with patriarchy and so they're not they're they're still showing their tits they're still showing their ass and it's still under the male gaze like i don't know how you guys feel about that if there's a different way to embrace your sexuality that doesn't um, doesn't uphold patriarchal values? Like, what? where is the line between embracing your sexuality and then conforming to what men think, what you think men want?
2: The thing wants- is, yeah, is that I hear that point, but then I also feel like if someone, if, I, if I'm an individual that wants to show my breast and I go out of my way not to show it for the, the on the basis of I don't want to feel like I'm appealing to patriarchy, but I'm not being organic or real to who I am. So what is the, what's the point? Like, there's no point... Like, we, sh- we shouldn't go around live trying to live for others. Do you know what I mean? Not that we should go out doing evil, but we shouldn't go out living for others. So if they genuinely feel in their whole heart that they're doing that and it's for themselves, then that's absolutely
1: okay. Like, I don't feel like... It sh- I, don't, I don't see it as a problem, to be honest.
2: Mm. What do you think, Liz? I do,
1: I do think it's a blurred line. And I think, like, it's difficult because I think that because women have been told since the beginning of time that like your body and your appearance is for male approval and for male gaze, that even when you are dressing in a way that is sexual dressing in a way that is like showing off your assets, even if you're doing it for yourself, that male gaze is still there. And I do think mm. it's difficult because it's like, um, you know, some people, say no i'm doing this for me like i would dress like this even if there was no men around but like if they're real with themselves they enjoy the male gaze and that's absolutely fine like it's okay to actually enjoy the male gaze as well as long as you're the one that's in control but if you actively like pretend like that male gaze doesn't happen and isn't there i don't i think it's blurred lines i really do
2: yeah but i feel like with, with the male gaze there's there's girls actively entertain it because they're searching for it and there's people who won't won't will be a business to it there's times like my friends i've got a friend here who's in a very weird like self-love phase yeah so she doesn't and and on this journey of hers she is being very closed up in what she's choosing to wear yeah we'll go out her body's banging nobody can touch her about her body yeah (laughs) we'll go out is it me it's me isn't it <laughs> i don't know if you're in a weird self-love phase but if you are let's talk afterwards um but we'll go out and she'll get people will look at her and be thinking like i know i know what they're thinking, they're thinking mm. like mm, yummy tummy tummy but because she's not going out and dressed for them like she's generally in like the most baggiest clothes whatever but because she and she's not going out looking she's not she's not looking at men she's not thinking about men and she's not dressing for them but she still gets that attention do you know what i mean so like she's mm. oblivious to it. And I feel like sometimes like, that's not that's not our responsibility. Like I remember when I was out here and this, this church man stopped me. I can't remember what denomination he was in, but it was one I've never heard, but it was one where you wear ta- it was one that you wear tassels. I can't remember what it was. You wear tassels, you wear purple, men don't shave their hair, all of these sorts of things. Right. Anyway, it was he was a really interesting guy. But like, he was basically talking about like um, what women wear and things like that. He wasn't having a go at me, he was really nice, so shout out him. But he was talking about what women wear, and I'm saying to him, He was like, Women shouldn't wear this, women shouldn't wear that. And I'm like, A woman can be in a really baggy dress, like, think of a really oversized t shirt dress, yeah? Me, literally, why are I you wearing one now? Yeah, yeah, if a, if a girl, like, you, look, this, this, I'm stereotyping africans here yeah, we <laughs> you know that like, African women, some African women, I'm, I'm stereotyping, I know, Laomi is for that example. But know African women that have ridiculous big bums. Ridiculously big bums, yeah? Mm. And their waist are just tiny, tiny. When they're in that dress, no matter whether they're putting it on, still because showing. they know how it's going to look or not, no matter what they wear, they're going to look like that. They could be in a hijab. Is a hijab the full-body one? Same. What's the full one? A uh, burqa. They could be in a burqa, Their body's still going to look mad. And the burka's meant to be something that's like, protecting, the, like uh, avoiding that situation. But they're still going to be their bodies are still going to be hypersensitized in the same way. Do you get what I mean? So whether mm. or not Cardi B decided to wear that in the video, she could have wore a normal, a maxi dress. Her body still would have been appearing in the same way because of how her body
1: shaped. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I do. I think like, I think I'm just, the question that I think is worth discussing or worth raising at least is um, you know, someone like Cardi B, someone like Megan Stallion, someone like Nicki Minaj, like they could be well within their right to dress how they want to dress and do it for their own, you know, they could have complete control of that scenario and they dress what they want to dress for them. But they're also smart enough to know that sex sells and they're also smart enough to know that the female body when sexualized sells. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the point that Russell Brown was trying to raise like, mm-hmm. I do see where he's coming from. Obviously, like, I understand the backlash. I'm not Because he's a white man and like, who wants to hear from him about black women's bodies. But like, I do think that he, that that in itself is an interesting point that like, you, especially pop stars and especially celebrities that like, you can be completely controlled your, within your sexuality and within what you wear. But you know, you know, deep down that sex sells. You know if you're going to wear a bikini, it's going to get a hundred more likes than if you were to wear a full gown. So like, but if you were an artist, would you? Would, what would you do? But the thing about artists that also makes it even more complicated is so that they have a whole team behind them saying, this is what you should wear, this is what you should look like. This goes back to the conversation we had with Lianne Le Haber when she was talking about her hair
2: and being told to have it in this certain style. And every time she did a shoot, she had to have a certain style because that image that they had sold,
0: but I think the, the difference with Cardi B and Megan was that they were like this before they became famous. You know what I mean? Like, if we're mm. talking about consistency, Cardi B was like this when she was on Love and Hip Hop. She became famous based, you know, on Instagram, based on this persona. And I think when you, even when you meet her sister, because I don't know if you guys watch Love and Hip Hop, but she has a sister whose name She has is- a
1: similar attitude
0: yeah similar actresses.
1: isn't her sister called like hennessy yeah oh yes that's her, her nickname yeah, her
0: name is <laughs> hennessy carolina or something like that on on instagram mm. i don't know if that's her real name but yeah like you can tell that that is genuinely who they are as opposed to someone who probably was uh i'm trying to think of another artist who literally was molded into
1: being like an overly mm. sexual being well i mean Wh- which happens as well like you'll hear women talk and be like you know i was told to dress like this and you know, tool like this and do a makeup like this that would sell better. So I just think like it's important to remember that those stories exist as well. Yeah, well, of course.
0: Also, also I think like let's talk about black men or even white men who bear their chest all the time and you know Maurice Chestnut when he takes off his shirt in a movie or he? She, uh, That's who, but it's <laughs> I'm trying to think of somebody younger. Sorry guys. Age gap, age gap. Sexy Maurice
2: chestnut black man. Uh, zach everyone oh i love him oh uh, yeah I'm... zach everyone no or... let me show you Liv. who she's talking about my <laughs> chocolate darling yes <laughs> we I all love some
1: morris mean? okay yeah 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 i'm with you look at well, him he in, in this said picture. something chestnut i was <laughs> like says, who, who <laughs> Okay. is, I'm not even a fan
0: of Mars Chestnut, no. but yes yeah. so, or, or anybody, anybody who's on your top five list, all of them, all those men take off their shirt, they know what they're doing, but they're not, mm.
2: they're not,
0: they're not told that they're selling themselves for sex, you know what I mean? That isn't a discussion that we have with men who take off their clothes, Magic mm. Mike or whatever, what's the name of the movie? Is it called Magic Mike?
1: There I is a film so. called Magic Mike, yeah, 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 it's a whole series.
0: Yeah, nobody talks about that, really. We embrace it because women are excited for it, but the reverse is just not true. And so I, there, I feel like there's a little bit of hypocrisy. I think the question is important, and I think it's valid, mm. but I think the fact that it's not applied equally shows that the intention behind it is not sincere.
2: Mm. Yeah, but I, again, think, I think it's, it's interesting, like, that, the idea about like how it's different when the roles are reversed. Because I remember when I went to um, Vegas, and I went to the equivalent of Chocolate City, but in Vegas, and that like, the guy came up to me and I was just freaking out, like, oh my gosh, what the hell do I do now? And the woman behind me <laughs> was like six, she was like 60 something and she was getting married. And she was like, Woo, girl, <laughs> you can know, I, I was looking at her side like, You go, come girl! And like, come and take him. I'm shook. What do I do? But it's because I don't really look at men in that way. Obviously, I find men attractive, but when you're seeing them in this environment, they're extremely hypersexualized. Do you know what I mean? and as a woman yeah, so, um, that's something that i find very uncomfortable even for my yeah. partner i don't like being hypersexualized on any shape way level or form do you get what i mean so when i was mm-hmm. in that scenario i found it so weird but so it was like it was an acceptable scenario for that to, for you to be in that in the sense that even if there was other men in that in that um proximity where i was seeing the woman hypersexualizing the men there wouldn't have been an issue whereas if it was the reverse and it was in a, a strippers club and it was girls on the pole and there was men hyper-sexualising them, and there was girls watching the men do that, there will be some of them that would have an issue with it. Do you get what I mean? Whether they'll say it or not is one thing, but Mm -hmm. there'll be people in there that'll be like, like, why are they doing that? Why are they groping them? But then when it's through a burn, Mm. and the the girls will put um, oil down their chocolate body, no one's worrying about (laughs) who's being groped.
1: Mm. That's what I'm saying, it's difficult. Um, And, like, I don't want people to get the wrong idea, like, there is no blurred line when it comes to consent consent is very black and white but I think like the wider social constructs are a bit more blurred because like you could look at a woman and say or a man and say this person is sexually vulnerable they're taking advantage of they're being taken advantage of and that same person could be like no I'm fully in control I know what I'm doing and then Mm maybe they don't like, maybe they don't actually realize what's happening to them. Maybe they don't actually realize that they're being taken advantage of. They're just happy mm-hmm. to like be in the moment. And so like, yeah, like knowing where those lines are because like chocolate city, for example, like someone could say, Oh, but you chose that job. Like, you know, you're getting yourself into like, mm-hmm. if you didn't want to be paraded around, you shouldn't work there. And the man who actually works there might say, yeah, like it's okay, but I don't actually enjoy it. I just want to pay the bills, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's, So it's difficult and it kind of, you really need to talk about it case by case basis almost. This is the Dope Black Women Podcast.
0: Yeah, no, and I guess that goes back to uh, what you had brought to our attention, Libs. I don't know if you want to bring us through this whole Selena Powell situation that's been going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. Selena Powell is, um, she is an Instagram model and um, like a um, music video girl and she has her OnlyFans page. Um, so, you know, she has like thousands and thousands of followers um, and, you know, she's kind of within that influence around her and a friend of hers who also has um, an OnlyFans page called Eliza went on No Jumper, which is a what podcast that? radio. It's a podcast. girl, If You've let me finish. I must explaining. Mm-hmm. it's a um it's a youtube channel it's a podcast it's a live radio show but like they definitely do interviews that the average radio show wouldn't do like they know that they're being provocative they know that they're asking questions in order to get you know in order to get clout basically that's kind of like their their selling point um so anyway so they were a part they were being interviewed um I think it was a day or two ago, and since then it's just blown up on Twitter. Um, and basically the whole interview is about their sex lives. So literally from the first question, the first question the host asks is, oh, have you two meet, sucking dick? And oh uh, the whole interview is just about, like, what celebrities have you slept with? What's your wildest stories? da da, da, da. And it's
2: just very interesting. I, I know they're okay with it. But, like, are they responses to it and fine?
1: They seem fine, but it's like we don't really know. Do you know what I mean? Like, we... Hmm we're just watching on YouTube, like we don't actually know what's going on, but it does feel uncomfortable because like, I got the sense that because these girls have only fans, you can talk to them in a way that you wouldn't talk to an average woman, basically. That's the sense I got from it. That you can just ask her outright like, oh, what celebrities have you slept with? What's your wildest story? But you would never ask like, I don't know. Lauren Hill yeah you would ne- that would never be the first question of the interview yeah like, she'd probably slap you around the face <laughs> she'd be like what yeah. well. sorry this interview's <laughs> <central>. <laughs> this interview's over <laughs> and like it's just a very interesting dynamic because like going back to kind of you know what we've talked about throughout this whole podcast is that because they are women who present themselves as sexually empowered and in control of their sexuality yeah. like where are those lines and where are those barriers because like they seem okay with it, but they don't seem 100% comfortable. Like Selena says, keeps saying about her friend Eliza, oh, she's just shy, she's just nervous, she's just shy. And in my head, I'm thinking, if she's shy, stop asking her these kind of questions. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and also, I feel like it's just a bit awkward, isn't it? Because, like, let's say, yeah, for example, let's say they're actually caught asking in this question. Let's say they're transparent, they're, like, really open with it. But, like, they're more than just that, and I think that's what makes it uncomfortable. Mm. Because it's, it's the same, it's, it's a bit like tokenism but in a weird skewed way it's like when you mm-hmm. have a Muslim person on um I keep using Muslim as an example I'm not trying to shade anyone it's just what's coming to my head but like when you have like a Muslim person on the panel and only asking them questions about their faith but they're also black do you know what I mean they're also like curry chicken let's ask some other questions let's get let's find out other parts about them and it's like mm-hmm. with this with this scenario even if their main like from the sounds of things that they wanted to get the clout by having this sort of topic and they also wanted to get the clout by also starting the conversation in that way because look we've now spoke about how the first question was what it was but mm. so like, to like to humanize them a bit they could have just spoke to them about something normal like we've
1: just been through a fucking pandemic you could have asked them how they found it going <laughs> to actually- literally like how even the last come up even the video even the title of the youtube video is selena powell's friend says she slurped up seven nba players in a you row didn't even use her name didn't even use her name like she, her name is not even in the video <laughs> Like,
0: a, I think so it goes saying. back to what we've talked about before as well. It's like the sexualization or hypersexualization of black women or women in general is enacted by men, you know what I mean? And so, as Shan said, if she was wearing a burqa, um, and she still had those stories, just for example, she still had these sexual stories, they'd still be hyposexualizing her and asking her those questions, you know what I mean. Um, and the fact that she's wearing a burqa versus wearing something that's revealing on some level is inconsequential because if somebody wants to hypersexualize you in one way or another they will you know you could have Mm. your entire body covered and he could still be
1: like well why are you smiling like you want to suck my dick you know what i mean Mm. yeah and the whole thing is like so um so patronizing and so like what's the words like he goes back on his word so many times. So, in the beginning, the host says, literally, the second or the third question of the interview, like, Oh, let's list some of the rappers from your body count. Like, who have you slept with? And then Eliza is like, Oh, I don't really give names. I'm not really like that. And they just, Oh, you're a good woman. You're a good woman. But then throughout the whole interview, he keeps pressing her, keeps pressing her, like, Tell us some names. Tell us some names. So, it's like, What do you want from her? Like, she literally cannot win in this scenario.
0: Yeah. And it's like, That's like
1: the peak of being on. hypersexualized. Mm hmm.
0: It's like, how how am I being called a good woman for keeping my mouth shut about the fact that men have clearly treated me like shit? Like, is that the mark of a good woman is being silent in or being complicit in my own victimization? Because for me, Mm. it's very clear that those women are not in control. Like, I think at some point in time, she says that she had sex with seven or she gave seven basketball. She gave hers. Yeah. But she says, I don't remember. She was like, I don't care. I don't remember I was drunk or I passed out. So I don't really remember what happened. And I'm like, that's clearly not consensual if you were under the influence of drugs and the seven men just came in and you don't remember what happened. That sounds like rape.
1: Mm. But this is where it becomes complicated because like she, she says that. She says, oh yeah, I don't really remember it. Like I was drunk, blah, blah. But then she's like, He says, is that a good memory to you? She's like, yeah, it was lit. Like, I had a great time. Like, it was so much fun. And so you end up thinking, like, okay, so, like, this is what I mean about blurred lines. Like, she's someone who, in my eyes, is clearly vulnerable and clearly been taken advantage of. But to her, she's like, no, I'm having a great time. I'm cool. I'm in control. So for me to then turn around and say to her, you've been taken advantage of, she ends up feeling patronized. I end up, when I say me, I just mean like society and Twitter users, end up looking like, ah, oh, you're just men hating, you're just like feminist bashing, like men haters. like, And it's, you know what I mean? Like it's difficult how you help someone out of a scenario when they don't see themselves as a victim.
2: Yeah, but she also might have just been doing it as a defence mechanism. Like I can't imagine being on a platform as big as what this sounds like because I have no idea what this is. And someone <laughs> asking me these questions, and someone asking me all of these questions, and me having to, like, outright admit that I've been taking advantage of. Like, what, what, what person would want to do that? Like, li- why, would, why would you want to do that? You wouldn't want to do that. No one wants to look vulnerable to your friends, let alone onto the big, wide world web. And it also might have been, like, in I May Destroy You, that so- scenario with Kwame when he gets that self-realisation, when he's like, oh, shit, I was 13 years old, I was in my uniform. That might have been her moment. Like, now she's done it, mm. she's watched it back. Or she's, she might have watched that now, and now she's got friends that are coming to her, like, babes, this is not okay. And she's like, you're right, it's not. And now she's realized what it was. And she just gaslighted this negative experience as something that was okay to kind of make herself feel better. Mm-hmm. Because if, if the girl, because you, you were saying, I can't remember it was, but the girl kept saying, oh, she's just shy, she's just shy. The okay. girl doesn't want to talk about
1: it. Mm-hmm. And like, just for context, the video has been up for less than 24 hours and it already has nearly 500,000 views. So like imagine all those people. Yeah, imagine all those people are watching you and instantly making a judgment. Mm. Like as if they know your whole life story now.
0: I also think it's interesting that Trey Songs managed to respond to it so quickly. What do you guys think about his response to the actual video or him being called out in the video? So just
1: for context, so you know, throughout the video, the host is asking what celebrities have you slept with, like who you know, who's the best, what's the best sex you ever had, blah, blah. And she mentions that she slept like with Trey songs And she says that allegedly he peed on her. And the thing is that makes it complicated is she doesn't actually say without consent, what she says is like, you know, we're having sex. And he, I went into the bathroom to clean up and he came in after me, asked me to get into the bathtub. So I did. And then he started like, masturbating and then peed on her and she says without me realizing which is without consent but then they will laugh about it they will make a joke about it like it's very uncomfortable to watch
0: it is definitely um yeah it's interesting that he was so quick to respond because he's had allegations against him before right Has yeah kiki?
1: kiki palmer
0: oh my it? gosh
1: yeah, this is about like two or three years ago, said that, um, alleged that he sexually harassed her. Oh, wow. And she he's always denied it. Like, he's always denied it. Um, also, like other people, like people who aren't celebrities saying, you know, he's a dodgy guy. Um, this is interesting, yeah, that he basically like, you know, got on Twitter and just, you know, completely like... Um, said this isn't true like this never happened blah blah and said that you know basically it goes against the me too movement to make up stories like he says in his opinion like
2: that he flipped
1: it yeah he said he in his opinion you know you're doing an injustice to other women by making up these stories
2: which is like so scary yeah the scariest thing is because just imagine she's not making this up because no one knows at the end of the day yeah what he's doing is mad.
0: He's a gaslighting her
2: 100%. to the to the fullest. Like based on the idea that he is making it up, that is the complete. Like, and then that shows why the other girl is the is the opposite girl now,
1: isn't it? No, like, yeah, yeah this is pretty much all Eliza.
2: Yeah, but the girl that was like not wanting to speak and that, That's that had Eliza. the story about giving the same person. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, this is clear why she, why do we want to speak up in the first place. Because, look, you speak up now, and now you're being told that you're a liar. True. Mm. When the video is eventually yes. on 500,000 views, the whole world does.
1: And Literally. I just also think it's
0: very strategic. Like, you're here saying that you're, this woman is doing a disservice to the Me Too movement, but you, in the same breath, say, y'all are so quick to believe a bird. Actually, that's the whole point of the Me Too movement, is that women are supposed to be believed. And you're here. regardless of who they are yeah yeah and he could the, the thing is he could have easily made that point without calling her a bird or without victim shaming her you know or allegedly mm-hmm. victim shaming her mm-hmm. um and so i also think that that is quite telling in and of itself like even when you appear or give the performance of caring about women you actually clearly don't by in
1: the same breath it's it's very strange to me Mm. And this is the whole problem, right? Because, because they're two girls who have made their name and their platform off of being OnlyFans and um, you know, and having OnlyFans, is like they are somehow less believable than the average woman. That like, because mm-hmm. of who they are and because of how they're known, that they must be making it up. Like Surely they're making it up. Surely they're just doing it for attention because those are, quote unquote, the kind of girls they are. And it just like shows it
2: could never be
1: real. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. With
2: that idea, yeah. Yeah. And That's it fine. also just links into how much women who choose to like, be view of their body or be a bit provocative or be a bit promiscuous, how much they're like, attached to a stereotype. Mm. Because mm. if it was someone who wasn't on this, this if, if someone made an alleged statement, yeah, that wasn't on, that wasn't on this platform talking about all these things that are very sexual. So I didn't feel like he would have had that braveness to come out and say a response so quick. Probably would have had more time to think about how he's gonna respond, how he's gonna mm. do it. Whereas because of the reputation they have, they have a reputa- they have a reputation of being someone who's very I- I'm assuming it's only based on what we've said, yeah. But they have a reputation of being very sexualized from their, their own fund stage. They're talking very openly about their um, sexual their sexual path. But then I think the trigger for it for for me, this is what I assume, the trigger for Trey Song to apply so quick, I feel like it's the peeing bit because that reminds you of R. Kelly. Did anyone no mm. think of that?
1: Yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. They even mentioned that in the
2: video. He's probably thinking at that moment, shit, I'm now going to be attached to this guy. Let me deflect. And that's why he's going oh, gone as far as yeah. up like, Me Too. There's no need for you to bring up Me Too. What, what you're trying to do is inadvertently and backhandedly be an ally. Just like, mm-hmm. I feel like him bringing up the Me Too movement is saying like, I know about this movement. I'm aware, I'm on you guys' side. What you're doing mm. is, is counter attacking it. But actually what you're doing is the complete opposite.
0: 100%. Our producer just said he's now bringing up screenshots of women who have claimed that he's been, a he, he has assaulted them, which is just even more to the point. Like now you're calling out other women. And you don't even know, you haven't even given them a chance to have their side of the story heard. Like, it's clearly a very problematic defense mechanism that you have. I and also,
2: defense. why would you do that? Why would you bring up other women? This is what I mean as well. I'm not being funny. This also seems guilty. I'm not, I'm not trying to say he is or he isn't. But imagine, yeah. You say, you say, like I say now. Mm, you know, I said that Leanne the other day, my toothbrush went missing. All of a sudden Liat um, lives is well into her bathroom to show me a picture of all the two in the bathroom. Okay, the two plushes must be in your bathroom, but my your- fucking oh, bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm. you no one asked no one called you to the stand to give to give a to give a talk. So you said your apology, mm. you looked to me too, and now you want to be drawn out all these girls. First of all, where's their um anim- How do you say that word? Where is it? Anonym an- 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 that would have been yeah. granted had they gone to court.
1: Mm. Yeah, if it,
2: had they had they gone to court, that would have been granted. But now you're out here out in these women. So you care about, you care so much about the me too women and the safety of women. So you're out here making these women look ridiculous yeah. on, online. And putting these women up to scrutiny when they're trying to
0: keep their emotions and keep life moving. Like they're not t- trying to call you out why are you bringing these women to the picture?
1: Literally, and you know that like this guy has a fan base. So like and now you have put these women's out names out there into the public platform. Like what what do you think is gonna happen now? Like it's just crazy. But also, like, I think it just, you know, to go back to where we started with, like, Cardi and Megan, it's, like, mm-hmm. it's so difficult. I feel like women just can't win whatever they do because, like, this is, 100%. you know, people... People criticise someone like Megan Stalin or someone like Cardi for dressing provocative because, you know, you're, quote, unquote, going to get the wrong attention or whatever. And when they say, no, but I'm doing this myself, and know I like it, it's, like no you must be doing it for attention like there's no way there's no way and then like you know you have women who are making their OnlyFans, which actually like don't get me wrong like I don't know much about only I'm sure it's not like perfect no social media platform is but like it's giving women agency women control of like mm-hmm. their own pornography in a way that like these big huge porn websites don't like you own your only fans mm-hmm. you own like what is on there and you're still criticizing them they still can't win like whatever they do um so basically women should just live in boxes and not show our skin and just like never speak basically
2: yeah. <laughs> it has to
0: go across a, spe- a spectrum right like women are not and black women even more specifically are not i was about
2: women. to say that
0: we aren't. Some people are going to hyposexualize themselves for the male gaze. Some people are going to do it for themselves. Some people are going to dress conservatively but be, be a freak in the sheets. And and
2: what's that quote? Oh my gosh, guys! When we first started the podcast, yeah. No, when we first started the podcast, you said something, Leanne, and me and Liz went crazy, yeah. And it was basically about like, oh no, actually, I think no, no, no I think I put something on the Instagram. It was a quote, yeah. I of all on the Instagram isn't it about like you can be um you can twerk in the club and still be a spiritual I can't remember what it was, it was or something, something about like that, that but <laughs> it we, we defined it and then make this the podcast title yeah but it basically goes back to the idea that black black women or women but also black women can't do both do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. men men love to praise women who can cook and do these things okay and then, but then they're also, but then I want to demeaning women who are out in the club too often. But then you're the same mm. person who'll be showing the bad being in a group chat. So why are you showing the bad being? Show the woman up
1: and cook in the group chat then.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but also, you want a girl who's a freak here, but she's also not slept around. So how did she learn to be a freak? How does that work? <laughs> how does she, <laughs> learn? does she learn her skills? <laughs>
0: also you want a woman who's strong and powerful and is a boss bitch at work but you don't want her to be too smart or she can't be smarter than you or she can't make more money than you like it's just where do we fit in like
1: literally anything um, we do do, do you oh, think i'm like black women that it's hard to find that balance oh 100 percent. yeah for sure like, I do feel like sometimes you kind of feel like there's the real you and then there's the version of you which, like, <laughs> goes to any, like, social norm. Why are you laughing? Because of producer Leanne, yeah?
2: No, producer Leanne. we went out the other day, don't worry, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to move mad. I'm not going to move mad. Don't worry, I'm not going to move mad. I'm not going to out you. So basically, me and Leanne went out, yeah? And after we went out, she was telling me a story about something. And I was cracking up because I was like, I'm not the only one. Let me you and she really reminded me of me. And it was like, when we were talking, it was like, we didn't say it directly, but we were basically saying that there's two versions of us. Like you're you're this person, but sometimes you lapse into that other person. And they're still you. But when you deep it, you would actually probably rather be the other person that you lapse into. Because of this image or this pressure or what you feel like you have to
1: be, you end up being the version that you are 24-7. Do you get what I mean? Mm. whether that's with like male company or whether that's at work or whatever it might be or how you act on a night out like you're always kind of like as a woman especially as a black woman you're always aware of like how am I going to be perceived and like how is this going to make me treat rather than just being like your true authentic self whether that's someone who wants to dress in a burqa or whether that's someone that's dressed in a bikini you can't win basically
0: and it's funny because I feel like doing this podcast obviously all. I'm assuming all four of us have gotten some sort of commentary on the stories that we tell or the things that we say or, um, and actually it's made me feel much more comfortable in being all of my different selves in any different scenario because now I'm just like, well, I've Mm -hmm. said it on the podcast. So Mm.
1: you can't use it against me because
0: I said it it. exactly. It's my (laughs) shit. I own it. I own my own toxicity, so fuck it. I'm just
2: going to mm. be
1: who I am, wherever I am. And so I'm kind of... I own like, my work, honey. I
2: own my own work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I feel like the more, the more we encourage ourselves and, and also step out in faith to just be ourselves, but be aligned with who we want to be, is the easier things will be. Do you know what I mean? The, more, the less we take on pressures of what we want our mom thinks we should be, our dad, our uncle, our cat, our, our dead rat. Our all of people. Our do you know what I mean? No, but do you know what I mean? Once you get, once you shake these pressures, you end up living your true authentic, your true authentic self. And I definitely mm. feel like, obviously, anyone listening to this now is, is a is a part of the dope black woman crew. But I definitely feel like our dope black woman crew just helps us to embrace that even more because we so see true. real, living real examples of multifaceted women. Do you know what I mean? There you and go. Just,
0: we just have such open conversations as well. We talk about sexuality very openly without it being something that we're shunning or something that we're shy to talk about like it, the space is just so free you know what i mean how can you not be yourself when you have no limitations on what you can talk about
1: or share? amen honey
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i think what we're trying to say is just be yourself be whoever that means to you you know if you want to dress a certain way if you want to like talk a certain, riders, to a certain if you want riders. to boy, if you want to wear bag rides do it whether there's gonna be male attention or not, do it for yourself and what feels good to you. Okay. Amen. Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Um, so thanks so much for listening, guys. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. On Twitter and Facebook, we're Dope Black Women, but on Instagram, we are Dope Black women One. We'll be back with you next week. Until then, stay blessed and unapologetically black.
1: All the way black.
2: Blacky black. Black 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 Oh, have you not seen? Um, have you not seen the School of Rock? Oh yeah, of course. You Nobody's know like the School of Rock. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Let the church cross sing.
0: (laughs) All the Christians are going to get mad at us (laughs) now. You're like,
2: you are comparing sexuality and religion. No, we're <laughs> talking about being your true, authentic self. And God says, Come to me as you are. Yeah? All right. Amen.
1: Yeah,
0: know. Hey. Hold up.